Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie and I are presenting to all of you today and tomorrow about podcasting. But more specifically, it's going to be how to use podcasting as a platform for you to build a really incredible social media presence. Yes. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I know a lot of you listeners have. Would you love to develop a podcast, but don't know where to start and what steps to follow? So search no more. We're going to show you how to start build and monetize your very own podcast. We're going to use our podcast that you're listening to right now as the case study. We're going to deep dive into the world of podcasting. So let's start with some facts. Sure. And well, we're going to tell you some facts about our podcast, but then we're going to tell you some of the things. We're really going to give you the, I think we presented this probably about a year ago, the same information, but this is, uh, everything's updated. There were probably about half the points from a year ago, which needed to be updated because the podcasting and social media space changes so quick. And let me just start out by saying the reason that Julie and I are such advocates of podcasting is because it's something that's very difficult to compete in. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but let me explain. When you want to do any kind of other social media, it's essentially going to be uh, aged the second you you upload it. It instantly is going to become something that is going to be forgotten about, or you know, just that's the way social media is designed. It it forces you constantly be cre- to, to constantly create more content, and there's very little long tail benefit of most social media. So just ponder that for a second. So the two social media uh, platforms that really do have fantastic long tail. Um, value. Long tail meaning that you create it once and then it'll be useful for many years into the future. And in other words, you'll get the benefit of that work, you know, potentially millions of times as more people consume it. It's really podcasting and YouTube, but specifically YouTube shorts. That YouTube short thing has become something very important over the last six to 12 months. And we're going to be drilling down more on that and how it integrates directly with podcasting. So why listen to us about how to form a powerful podcast? This is the number one downloaded and listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Um, our podcast has been named one of the most influential real estate podcasts by Inman News, Motley Fool, National Association of Realtors, and dozens of others. This podcast is, as you know, a 30 to 45 uh, minute, sometimes longer, uh, daily podcast. By the way, you don't need to do a podcast that's as long as ours. Julie and I have just conditioned ourselves after having done thousands of shows, actually, mm-hmm. that's my next point, to do it in 30 minutes. And if you ever try to have a conversation with us in real life, you'll notice that at about minute 29, we stop talking because that's how long we could have a conversation. I know when we're on vacation, <laughs> I strangely change activities about every exactly 30 minutes. Exactly. Um, so we have on iTunes, we have over 2000 shows. But if you go over to our main website, timandjulieharris.com, we actually have 5000 shows. That's how long we've been doing it. And yes, we do do this podcast every single workday. And we don't do it on the weekends, though, frankly, I'm trying to talk Julie into doing one on the weekends, too. We had one that we started during COVID, uh, and we stopped doing it, where it was basically we talked about whatever we wanted to talk about, and we might start doing that again because we really did pick up, <laughs> though I'll, I'll be, I'll, uh, we did pick up some uh, of non-traditional uh, listeners because Julie yes. and I were talking about some of the zany headlines just to sort of have fun and relax and not talk about real estate. So a couple of the podcasts, we started talking about aliens and things like that. 
as an you've been al- warned as an aliens from a spaceship. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we're not being political here. No, the outer space kind. Yeah, and so as a result of people <laughs> listening to us talk about aliens from a spaceship, because you guys remember it was probably now about two years ago where the government started uh, releasing videos of essentially UFOs that were flying around um, F-15 fighters and whatnot. Well, that was the time we were talking about all this, and then we started talking about it on the Sunday podcast that we did, and we started getting a lot of interesting followers and people, you know, basically, the the audience, let's just say, was pivoting. (laughs) Yes, but we love you all. So uh, back to, again, we're using ours as the case study, our podcast that you're listening to right now, Real Estate Training and Coaching, Real Estate Coaching Radio, is the top 0.5% of all podcasts in the world. We can have over 50,000 downloads in a day, depending on the topic. And our listeners were surveyed, about 93% of you are already in real estate or planning on getting a license, and 7% were other, maybe as a result of the Sunday show, we don't know. And the podcast is listened to, I think actually the number was also something like 93 or 94% of all listeners and downloads are in the United States. But we do get listeners in, actually we have a lot in Russia, believe it or not, We have a lot in uh, the United Emirates, things like that all over the world. But what we did notice, and this is an interesting trend if you ever do something in the real estate space, is a lot of military folks that are forward deployed around the world and there's military bases everywhere, Will um, they're also interested in real estate as well. And that's fantastic. So we were talking and it's always been our pleasure and honor to have someone from the military join us in our coaching program. But yeah, that's it. And here's the other thing I want you to be familiar with. I said the term long tail, meaning that you create content, you create some form of media, and then it creates uh, essentially listeners and consumption years into advance, years into the future. But really what the point of podcasting is, ultimately, is what we're about to express to you uh, and we're about to share with you. But here's how I want you to think of it. People will or won't listen to your podcast. uh, What it is, is the content will attract them. Okay, I want to learn about expired listings, but they're going to stay listening, for example, maybe it's on expired listings, because they feel emotionally attached to you. So the content portion and the personality portion are, is that combination of things you have to get right, and Julie and I are going to help you to understand how to get that right when you start your own podcast with the next point. Yes, yeah, so this is all about you and your podcast. We just told you about our stats. So the most important question for you to answer when you're getting started is who is your show actually for and whom are you actually trying to serve? So the easiest way to do that is to actually create an avatar. We can name your avatar Bob, for example, your typical listener who you are trying to serve. So who is Bob? Describe Bob. This is where you start writing down your ideal listener. How old is Bob? Where does Bob live? Maybe it's Bobette. How does Bob or Bobette, what do they do on the weekends? What are the Bob's hopes, fears, and ambitions? What is Bob's annual gross income? Podcast listeners, by the way, are often older, well-educated, and well-off financially more than some other other platforms that they might listen to. So how does Bob want to feel having listened to your show? You know, one of the things we say is we want to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. Is Bob like you? If yes, that's easy. Make a show that you would listen to. When considering a topic, ask yourself, why does Bob care about this? I mean, we run up topics up the flagpole all the time, and sometimes they take and sometimes they don't. If you have to tell Bob why he cares, then it's not a very good topic. Bob has to already care. So that's really important, everything she just said. So let me give you, for example, on our podcast, our average listener is probably about 43 years old. Um, And we have almost 50-50 male to female. It's mostly male, but only by a few ticks. 
Our average income, the best we can figure, because you get all access to all kinds of statistics for our podcast listeners, over a hundred thousand um, dollars. And I can give you more drill down. Some college, you know, obviously most of them have real estate licenses, things like that. Average time in real estate for most of our podcast listeners is actually four years. Uh, so we have a really, I think, very valuable audience in the sense that these are people that are discerning. They know uh, they've been exposed to a bunch of different, I think, content creators, if you want to use a modern word for saying it. And so they discovered us and they stick with us because they can tell what we're doing is based on lots of years of actual experience, not just a lot of raw, raw. And, and that's something else, too. So when you're talking about something, if you want to create a podcast, podcast listeners have a tendency to want to listen to something where the person is going to actually have depth and breadth of experience with the topic. If you're doing something on YouTube, for example, you can do a lot of motivational woo-woo surface level stuff. And as long as it's, excuse me, flashy and it has a lot of, you know, words flapping all over the place and music and the rest of it, that's going to satisfy a lot of that lower, you know, essentially the, the type of consumer that wants to have that type of uh, media. But a podcast consumer is going to be somebody who, frankly, is going to be more into the, uh, the topic, uh, generally speaking, more professional, a higher income earner. That's a harder audience to get than on YouTube. Now, just think about what I just said. So if you want to actually get a lot of people liking and following you, well, then just create a bunch of TikTok videos. And, but the thing is, is who cares? And this is something else that's very fascinating. The reason, like, and I, I don't want to jump on any of my future points, but I'll just foreshadow this. A podcast listener is probably worth, if you want to try to monetize it, 100x a follower on YouTube or Instagram. Because there's somebody who has actually taken the time, listened to what you had to say, and then decided to keep listening. Whereas they know if they're watching a YouTube short or a TikTok video or even Instagram video, they know that's only going to last for like a minute or less. There's not a lot of commitment there. But for someone to subscribe and then listen to your show every day, that's a relationship. You guys get the point? And that's something that, you know, once you have those relationships, it's incredibly powerful. One of the things that Julie and I always say is we're not trying to be well-known. That's not really what our focus is. Our focus has always been trying to be uh, known well. And there's a difference. So being well-known is what a lot of you have been told you're supposed to be doing, working on your brand and becoming famous and all the rest of it. But that doesn't really get you anything in terms of building your business. It just is an ego stroke. It's all these, it, th that whole philosophy of an, uh, an approach to real estate, you're going to watch because of this economy is all going to get washed out. Remember, I told you this on this podcast, a year from now, all the brand uh, people beating the, you know, the drum uh, for brand building and creating content just for the sake of creating content, essentially people competing for influence, quote unquote, attention, all of that's going to be gone because we're going back to a market where that sort of, uh, I think, narcissistic approach to life or just lead generation in general, that's all going to have washed out. So if you're going to create a podcast, you know, and we're going to just think about that. What would you want to create a podcast on? This is a, you know, real estate training and coaching radio. And I'll tell you why we chose that name too in a second. But if you're going to create a podcast, which all of you should consider doing, create a, con a podcast that's going to give you long tail benefit. If you want to create a podcast that's around a hobby, then have that be as a side, uh, a side hustle, right? 
have your podcast be about something that's going to create real estate leads. And you have the advantage of being an actual expert or soon to be expert in your local real estate market. What a better topic than to be talking about. And the world is inundated right now with real estate headlines. <laughs> what if you were to start doing a podcast on the three biggest real estate headlines that show up every single day? Julie and I listen to a podcast every morning called Morning Wire. Did I tell you Morning Wire is like now one of the top 10 or 15 downloaded podcasts yeah. in the world? It's amazing. And I think they've been around maybe a year or less. Yeah. It's pretty new. And it's only 15 minutes. Yes, which I think it's awesome. And it's very drilled down. And, but that's the point. It's mm -hmm. There's no fluff to it. You guys should listen to it. You could do that. It's a hell of a lot. Doing that is easier than what we do. Doing that is basically just reading the headlines and they're not even doing a lot of commentating or offering a pay or bloviation on it. They're just reading headlines, reading the three headlines and, and they're doing it in a very balanced approach. You could do the same thing for real estate, but I would suggest you do the same thing for your local real estate market. So start expanding your mind. Some of you might not see yourself as uh, you know media content creators. Well, here's the blessing of doing a podcast. And, I'm, and again, we're going to tell you exactly what equipment you need in point number one. You don't hardly need any equipment. It doesn't cost you any money. But here, the real mindset drill down is you got to think about who it is you're creating your podcast for. And it's always good to create a visualization of who that person is down to just literally down to the finite details of how they dress, what their hobbies are, where they go on the weekend. Do they watch sports? Just think about who it is that you're trying to attract and chances are, if you create, which was the point there, if you create content that you personally would listen to, you're probably 90% there, unless you're a complete weirdo, which is entirely <laughs> which possible. you might be, and then make a podcast about being weird, I guess. Yeah. So back to Bob, your avatar. Imagine that Bob is in the room with you. You and Bob are having a conversation. You truly care about Bob, and you want to make his life better. So make the show about helping Bob, not trying to make yourself famous. So again, Tim mentioned it a second ago, make your work famous because all of the people that your work product has helped don't try to make yourself famous. So that's the mindset that wins a hundred percent of the time. Now it has to be said that, you know, keeping your hard work going, your honesty, keeping at it, it's going to get you what you want. Keeping at it is the key. So don't start a show if you're not going to commit to at least the next 12 months and at least 24 shows, ideally 12 months and at least 30 to 40 shows. Don't leave a di digital breadcrumbs that you're a quitter. And you can tell, because I've, I've sampled podcasts before, and there's like, I log on, and I'm like, well, there was only six episodes, and they were 90 days apart. I'm not sure how updated that's really going to be, and I might just bounce just because of that. So action names. We're going to get to a few of these points, and we'll get to the rest of them tomorrow. By the way, yes, you can still join Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. If you like what you're hearing on today's podcast, where we're telling you how to create a podcast, and then with that podcast, create a never-ending uh, stream of very high-quality uh, you know, high and powerful social media posts, that are going to absolutely generate listing leads for you and real estate buyer leads and all kinds of actual, you know, long tail benefit. That's really what a podcast that you then spin into social media. That's what it's going to do for you. So if you like this content, which we know you do, you're going to love what you get in, as part of premier coaching. So text the word premier to four, seven, three, seven, two, text the word premier to four, seven, three, seven, two. And yes, this does include a daily semi-private coaching call. So when you text the word premier, to 47372, you're going to be sending a link to a website. Check out all the things you get as far as uh, as part of being a premier coaching client. 
Uh, and you're going to love it. And remember, you can join for free. So do that right now. If you're outside of the United States um, or if you just don't want to text, that's fine too. Just go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. But the quick and easy way of doing this is just text the word Premier to 47372. But do remember when texting message and data rates may apply. All right, so we're going to go to action items. Do you need a lot of expensive equipment? Well, if you think you do need a lot of expensive equipment, let me tell you. I have crates of it. <laughs> that I'll sell to you for like 10 cents on the dollar. You're an equipment hoarder. I do. I have literally, we have at least two crates of microphones and headsets and mm-hmm. mixing boards and all this garbage. Um, because we used to think that we needed all that fancy stuff. And what happened is, uh, you know, we've been doing this podcast now for quite a while. But when we started, you did need all the fancy stuff. You did need to have, you know, everything just technologically perfect. But over the years, it's come to the point where all you need, and write this down, guys, is you need a Rode, R-O-D-E, lavalier mic, um, and an iPhone. And there's lots of great software programs you can use to make um, the, you know, the, the software that you need on your iPhone to record your podcast into. We use a program called Ferrite, uh, F-E-R-R-I-T-E, but we also use Podbean, Pod, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and you can use either one of those programs. And it's just an app that sits in your phone. And you click a player button, you have your Rode uh, lavaliers plugged into your iPhone, and then it records it. And then our workflow is we record it, we don't edit it. Never do we edit any of our podcasts. Why? Because we found out over the years that not only do you not need to edit the audio, people actually kind of like it if they hear the dog Mm -hmm. bark in the background, or if they hear Zoe screaming for mama to come play Barbies or whatever it is, right? (laughs) People like that. It makes it more real. Remember one of the first points Julie made was you want to make it so like people don't feel like they're being presented to. This is not the news. You know, Julie and I are sitting behind podiums, you know, with bright lights on us while we read the headlines and there's a ticker underneath it. People want to feel like they're sitting around like a campfire having a conversation with you. And that's really, and that should relieve a lot of stress from those of you who think you have to have some sort of highfalutin, you know, uh, studio. You absolutely positively do not. Matter of fact, Julie and I are right now holding our lavaliers uh, up to our mouths as I'm watching the iPhone tick by as we, you know, as I'm talking and we're standing in, believe it or not, a bedroom of a cabin in the mountains of North Carolina. That's where we are right now. That's how fancy our setup has to be. And again, please take it from your old friend, Tim. You do not need a fancy studio. So if your excuse is it's going to cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. I just blew that out of the water. You have an iPhone, probably. The Ferrite app is very inexpensive. Podbean is free. The Rode Lavaliers, I think, are $100 each. And you're going to need this dongle. Let me tell you what this thing is. Let me get the part number. I don't think that's a technical term, is it? It is, actually. <clears throat> really? Yep, dongle. Um, you're going to need an AI-micro AI and again, it's made by Rode. So get an AI-micro and two Rode uh, lavaliers and get the Ferrite uh, software. And that is all you need. We don't wear headphones during the podcast. I just I look at the audio um, output um, that's showing up from the Ferrite app as Julie and I talk. And as long as I see that that's picking up fine, I'm, there's no reason for me to listen to it. Again, I'm telling you all this because if you go onto YouTube and you do a research on uh, how to start your own podcast... It is so ridiculously complicated, that's going to turn 99% of you off. So I'm not trying to discourage you from doing a podcast. I'm trying to encourage you to do a podcast. So that's all the equipment you need. Well, and we do it every day, so we would know. So trust us. 
take that objection out of your head. You don't need all of this fancy stuff. Everything that you just mentioned is, you know, all all added up. What less than two hundred bucks, probably. Uh, yeah, maybe like. Assuming two, you already have an iPhone. Maybe like yeah, minus the iPhone, minus like uh, probably like, yeah, two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, no excuses, guys. All right. Next thing you might be thinking about, question number two, do I need a studio? Well, years ago, the audio quality, production quality mattered. We just talked about that, but not so much anymore. Some of the best podcasts are the shows that are the least produced. That's not to say that the audio volume can be up too high or too low, or lots of pops or other noise can be overly present. We're both getting over COVID. We try not to cough into the microphone, for example. But what does matter is the overall quality of your content. If the content sucks and the audio is stellar, they won't listen. But if the audio is just okay and the content is stellar, they'll listen over and over and over again. Yep, that's a really important thing. So again, point one and two were just to move all of you past the idea that you needed to you know, take a podcast in class. You do not. It's so simple that you will not believe it. Oh, and let me get back to the workflow. So after we finish the podcast, if you're using Podbean, for example, listen to what I'm telling you. You can take your podcast... And then you click the button inside the app, which is Podbean, where you just recorded your audio. You click it and it automatically syndicates. In other words, it automatically publishes your podcast on iTunes, on all the other, and there's probably about 15 different um, iTunes competitors. You then will have the Podbean app automatically upload your podcast to all those different um, iTunes type, uh, you know, software apps, including obviously iTunes. And that happens instantaneously. You do not have to do anything. Um, you will have to have some sort of little thumbnail cover art picture, you know, thing. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but that's easy. So once you've essentially set up profiles at Stitcher, at iTunes, uh, at, you know, again, the Spotify, all these others, then after you've set up the profiles and you've uploaded your cover art is what it's called, uh, then essentially it happens all through witchcraft and alchemy. I'm not even going to try to explain it because I don't understand. Uh, and all I know is it works. So that's how simple podcasting has become. It's gotten easier, not harder. Oh, for sure. But it, you know, the thing that would be, it's counterintuitive. Not only has it gotten easier, uh, but the nature of what people want to listen to has changed. And if you're doing a super polished show that's obviously edited, People will find that for some reason less trustworthy than somebody who is uh, using their authentic voice, who's presenting what they feel to be an, uh, an uh, not overly polished manner. Especially if it's timely, which is part right. of our next point here. So yep. th this all plays into question number three. How formal should you actually be? Well, the best podcasts are the most conversational. We always do have notes or an outline, at least bullet points. That said, 50% of our shows, we're just being excuse me, being ourselves and talking about random things. Occasionally we talk about other things that we've been studying that have nothing to do with real estate, especially that Sunday show we might bring back, like the aliens. People who, uh, they want to feel that they're with you being part of the conversation. The best podcasts are not read like an audiobook. They feel interactive. And your number one goal should be to become part of your listeners' lives. We do the show daily because we know that we have thousands of people who listen to us daily. You guys tell us that. And I really feel, Tim, that especially our topic being, you know, real estate oriented, that doing it daily keeps it more fresh, up to date. You know, the market today is vastly different than even 90 days ago or six months ago. It's almost like we've had two different two, years. How about two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah. And so if you only do a podcast like every even 30 days, you can kind of get out of touch. I like doing it daily. It is obviously more work daily. But you, you, our listeners might start out with a regular Monday market report where you're talking about what's happening in your real estate market. What are the changes and trends? What are you seeing? 
because at least then you have to do it every Monday. You have to earn the right to be um, subscribed to uh, with a podcast by a podcast listener by doing it frequently. You have to earn the right by not just doing it frequently, but having something of value for them to want to listen to. And once you do that, it's interesting. Julie and I have podcasts that we listen to. Matter of fact, we have podcasts that we listen to every day that are published every day when we go on our walks in the morning. And we don't always listen to what the hell the person on the podcast is saying. Sometimes we just tune them out and she and I have some other conversation about something else while they're playing in the background. But it almost, it has become habitual for you and I to listen to at Comfort least, food. Yeah, basically. It's like mashed potatoes, right? It, it's like we listen to the same one or two podcasts every day, generally speaking at the same time. It's just become habitual for us. It's part of our day. Yes. And, and it's because why? It isn't for the content necessarily. It's because how they make us feel. And we're not, you know, we're not immune to emotion, right? It all, ultimately, we listen to these podcasts because they make us feel a certain way. That's the reason that most people listen to your podcast. So go back to that Maya Angelou uh, quote that Julie read a second ago. They will, they will long forget about what you told them, but they will never forget about how, you, how they made you feel. And that's incredibly important. That way you, don't, you stop overanalyzing and overpreparing for what you're going to be presenting for your podcast. Yes. So how do you choose a name? Why should somebody listen to you? Well, have a hyper-focused topic or an overarching theme. You can't be all over the place. For example, of course, ours is real estate training and coaching radio. It says what it is. And we do stay on target to topics about real estate 90% of the time or real estate and mortgage or, you know, something very real estate uh, oriented. You have to keep to what the show claims to be about. Your listeners want to listen because they come for content and stay for the atmosphere. So think of it like a restaurant. If the food was amazing and everything else, like the atmosphere, the people, the environment was only okay, you probably won't go back. But if the food was just okay and you loved the environment, the people, and how you felt when that was amazing, you do go back. Remember, people will easily forget what you said, but they won't forget how you made them feel. I mean, honestly, is Starbucks coffee that spectacularly better than anything else? But people go there because they like to hang out. They do their work. They have their laptop. They see their friends there. They know the baristas, right? So think about how you want them to feel, but do keep it on topic. Well, it goes always goes back to the same thing. We're all hardwired to want to be part of tribes, to want to be part of a group of people. And if you can find your attachment, if you can, you know, podcasting is nothing other than essentially forming a new relationships with people that maybe Julie, can you in yep. that noise? So this is proof that the podcast is live. Um, we're having somebody that's making noise outside of one of our windows. So we're fixing that. Yeah. So the fact is, is that people will attach to you because ultimately they feel like you're part of their tribe and they're part of yours. Again, it goes back to that community thing. It's really important. If you want to know why some businesses with inferior products succeed, it's because they've really dominated or they're really great at that community thing. So can you have an inferior product, but people really enjoy being part of the community of users of that product? Yes. Can you have a great product um, and a really crappy community or a really crappy user experience and have success? You can, but it's not going to be at the same level as the first group. And again, why are we telling you all this? Because we want you to really understand what truly is the product of your podcast. It is the content, but ultimately it's how you made them feel while consuming your content. Hopefully you understand that. That's right. So next point is the format. What do you want your format to be? Do you want to go solo and do interviews? That's a pretty common format. Or have a partner or partners. Interview-based shows are great for lots of reasons. Mostly the person being interviewed creates the content. However, 75% of your guests might be boring. 
the show will never develop its own vibe. So you're a little bit subject to who you're interviewing with that. The best option is occasional interviews and having a partner or partners. We intentionally jib jab and keep the conversation between us real. We don't have an on mic persona you guys can tell. Our goal is to make it feel like you're sitting with us having a real conversation. Now, listeners want to feel like they're connecting, not just consuming the content. So remember, don't try to become well-known. Instead, focus on being known well. And that's really a big lesson for a lot of folks who have been beaten over the head with a club for the last 14 years, telling them that the most important thing for them to do is become influencers and try to Mm -hmm. gather attention, likes and follows and all the rest of it. And a lot of you are realizing after having spent a lot of time doing those activities that there was really no true obvious upside to it in terms of actual lead generation in a meaningful way, whereas you would have spent your time being a proactive lead generator for a lot less time and a lot less effort. You could have created a lot more business for yourself. If you don't believe what I just said is true, wait about 12 months and you're going to see the whole nature of the real estate industry, especially when it comes to lead generation, is going to meaningfully shift. It happens every time in a changing market. In a normal or rather in a hot seller's market, and this and Julie and I have now been through three or four of them as coaches, by the way, and selling real estate, the, there will be all kinds of marketing companies, all kinds of branding companies, all kinds of unproven ideas that for some reason become popular. And those ideas all are eviscerated as soon as the market changes. And that's what we're going to be experiencing now. So what your goal should be, and remember, if you, again, if you're looking for a North Star for creating content or really as a you know human, as a real estate professional, it's being of service to other people. And that is what our primary objective has always been, is being of service to all of you, that you're the group that we focus on. We are... We're here to make your lives easier. We're here to help you realize that, you know, you're in the right place at the right time and now apply these whatever skills that need to be applied for you to take your business to the next level and be of service to other people. That's the same thing that you should be thinking about when you're creating your podcast. The benefit of thinking of it that way is it removes the ego. So if you're worried about how will I sound, what will I say, what will other people think, blah, 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 all those ego type things. Set all of that aside and focus on how can I help people? What is, you know, we're What's using, the value? Right. What is, well, yes, value for sure. But think about what is it that you're feeling stressed about? What is it that's making you have a little bit of a sleepless night if, if you are? What is causing you? What are you and your friends talking about? You guys get it? Those are the topics you should be talking about on your podcast. That's how you're going to be connected to people. That's how people are going to want to be connected to you. And when you do this on a consistent basis, your audience will grow incredibly fast. Now, the last point being, uh, you know, with regards to should it be a niche topic? Absolutely. Because you will find it easier to build audience faster in a very specific drill down topic. And, and when you, if you try to pick out something that's too general, business, marketing, whatever, you're going to be competing against some very huge at scale podcasts. Uh, so you want to really drill down and make it so that there's, there's in every single, you know, real estate market, you can become the expert of that particular market. It could be a region in your city. It could be neighborhoods in your city, those types of things. But if you want to go and start just being a broadcaster and talking about overall interest rates and whatnot, you're not going to attract that many people if nobody at all to listen to you because there's already so many other people doing it, which by the way, I didn't mention this. When you do a podcast, it costs you nothing. When you upload the podcast, it costs you nothing. When you're syndicating or in the, all these different podcast uh, listing uh, widgets like iTunes, 
when they're sharing your podcast with potential listeners, that costs you nothing. You guys getting the point here? Seeing the recurring theme of what Julie and I like to focus on, we like to focus on things that are going to produce the best results with the least amount of money and the least amount of hassle. And that's definitely a podcast, especially the way we're prescribing it to you now. Yeah. So our final point today, how to get downloads. We're talking about actually getting real listeners and... Uh, which iTunes category, for example, choose the category with the least competition, big categories like business. You were talking about talking about, you know, overreaching things. They're too hard to rank in. There's always already people doing that. And does ranking actually matter? Well, not really. You need to market your show when you're starting and market direct uh, via email and being on other podcasts as a guest. That's a great way to get exposure. Market on your own social media. It's unknown how iTunes actually decides on its placement. It is believed that they track the number of new subscribers you had in the last reporting period. And we've been as high as number 23 globally in education, but usually in the top 300. We still have up to 55,000 downloads uh, per show every day. So bottom line, don't really worry so much about the lists as you do your content and getting your listeners going. Well, this is especially true for real estate agents. Well, even for us, Julie, like today, I think we're 173 internationally in education category. But if you're not going to get a huge audience when you're just coaching and training, uh, you know, coaching, a training and a well, it's, well, a, it's a niche. Right, niche. it's a niche. So we're not going to be able to compete against Joe Rogan, right? right? We're not going to be able to compete against Harvard. or. Nor should that be our goal. And it isn't. So that's the reason when we're suggesting that you shouldn't focus on numbers. I know a lot of you have been led to believe that that's all that matters. How many followers do you have? I've been in conversations with people where they're sort of sizing each other up depending on how many followers they have on Insta or uh, things like that. Yeah. Well, who cares how who many cares? followers you have? I, just the other day. Uh, you know, I put up a video on TikTok and it went viral and it had like 20,000 views. I'm like, so right. what did you get from it? Nothing. You got nothing from it. You just basically had 20,000 people supposedly view it. But what makes you think those were actually real and those were just a bunch of bots? Why are you even thinking like that? Whereas with a podcast, you actually are getting real factual data from Apple. Now, here's the other thing. And, and I did say this in this previous point. Nobody does know the formula that Apple uses to rank podcasts. People have theories. So the benefit of that is it can't be gamed. If you are on Instagram, if you are on TikTok, if you are on any of these platforms, any of the social platforms, you can completely 100% fake your followers. Okay, let me just, I'm not going to say the person's name, but one of our primary competitors in the coaching and training space buys, um, I have to remember the number, 100,000, I believe, Views. Julie's giving me a scowl because she doesn't yeah. want me to use the name. I won't. Okay. Uh, per buy, month on the exact same day. Exactly. Per month on the exact same day on YouTube. So you can actually go in, do some homework on Google if you want to do this and be nefarious. I wouldn't suggest it, but you can. And you can buy everything. Listen to what I'm saying. You can, if just talking about YouTube, you can buy views, you can buy comments, you can buy followers. In other words, the whole damn thing can be faked. And there's ways you can tell that somebody faked it. The way that we know this person's faking it is because we can see, you can use a program like um, VidIQ, for example, and there's another one called TubeBuddy, and you can load their YouTube channel in, and you can actually see what their whole uh, progress has been as far as views and uh, you know subscribers and the rest of it. And this person in particular, when you load their data in for like the last 12 months, on the first of every month, there are, I think it's I think it is subscribed, and it might be views, I don't remember. I think it's subscribers. But his his views 
oh, it may be subscribers, go out by exactly 100,000, like on the same damn day every single month. He's obviously buying subscribers. Now, why is he doing that? So he can brag about the number of subscribers he has on YouTube. Now, what is that? What benefit does that get him? None. You know it what you can't fake? Content. Well, exactly. You can't fake content, but you also can't, you can't uh, game iTunes. Yeah. And so iTunes, nobody really knows how they are going about deciding what podcasts are going to be ranked. And one of the theories is, and I think this is true, it's the number of reviews you've had in the last seven days. Hmm. And also they think it's number, the other theory I've heard, it's the number of reviews and the number of new subscribers. Interesting. But it's easier, the, our number one source of, um, of podcast listens is the iTunes sharing our podcast. So our number one source of getting new agents to listen to, or any agent, right, to listen to our podcast is iTunes saying, based on what you're looking for and listening to on podcasts, you're going to love this podcast, the recommendation widget. And the same thing's true, by the way, with our YouTube channel. So that will happen with you as well if you choose a niche that's not oversaturated. Oversaturated means there's too many people doing it. So go to iTunes and just use their search widget and start putting, like if Julie and I are still selling real estate, I'd love to do of doing a podcast on New Albany, Ohio, right? So do New Albany, Ohio real estate. But look, if you just did New Albany, Ohio, that's too general. If you did New Albany, Ohio real estate, that's a little bit better. What if you did New Albany, Ohio or New Albany Country Club, something like that. You really drilled down. You really became focused. What if you actually did New Albany, Ohio, real estate for sale? Now you're really getting into the weeds as far as people that are very specifically looking for real estate information. So that's going to be how you actually will make the algorithm inside iTunes work to your benefit because then there's going to be somebody wanting to listen to information about real estate in Central Ohio, for example, and then your podcast is going to be recommended to that person. That's the easiest way to get subscribers, right? Like I just said. But if you have too general of a name, now our name, Real Estate Training and Coaching Radio, it's a terrible name for a podcast. The worst ever. Why didn't we name it Tim and Julie Harris Show? Well, like everybody else does, because Julie and I know how the algorithms work. And people are going to be searching when they're in real estate about real estate training and coaching. So if we named our podcast Real Estate Training and Coaching, that's going to get more people, the iTunes and the other algorithms or the other platforms, they're going to recommend our podcast more frequently because people are already searching using those keywords. Same thing goes for Google. And I'm going to share this one last little widget for you, idea for you, before we go on to um, in the today's show and get ready for tomorrow's show. When you go to Google on your phone, and Google's still the number one search engine and, you know, basically. So two little interesting facts. Google and YouTube are now the two world's biggest search engines. In other words, when people are trying to solve problems, answer questions, they go to Google. Same thing with iTunes. When people are trying to solve problems or look for answers to their questions, they go to Google. Isn't that interesting? Now, go to your phone and do a search for uh, a topic that you might have, you might be interested in, or maybe a consumer who might be looking for a home for sale in your particular geographic area, right? Now, what you're going to notice, and this isn't, the, it doesn't work this way on desktop. It only works this way on phone, is that what Google's done because Google owns YouTube. Follow me on all this. Is Google now is putting video search results higher than textual search results? What does that mean? Do it. Experiment with it. You're going to see what I'm talking about. So videos are coming up higher in Google search results on mobile phones than say somebody who wrote a blog post or an article. Video is going to dominate all of search. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. 
the way to really create a long tail, uh, frankly, incredibly powerful juggernaut for uh, online search traffic for people and even sellers who are thinking about listing their home is to do a podcast first, create lots of great content around that podcast, and then make that podcast into short videos and other things. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. When you do that, what you're doing is repurposing the content many, many, many different times. So the podcast, let's say each podcast that you do, and let's say you're going to do a good job and you're going to research it. You're getting new. You're just starting it on this. So, you know, let's say it takes you an hour. You're going to half hour to prepare, maybe 45 minutes to prepare, and your podcast is 15 to you know 20, maybe 30 minutes, right? Podcast is done. Audio is done. Now what you do is you take that into, and you can make that podcast into little YouTube short videos, and then you're getting the benefit of what I just described. You see how that works? You can easily delegate and easily hire out, we do, to someone in the Philippines to create all of the little YouTube short videos for you. It's not difficult to do any of this, and it's certainly not expensive. But if you want to know how to make it so you dominate in search, if you want to know how you actually create online leads that you don't have to constantly be paying for, I just told you. By the way, no referral fees associated with the leads you're going to generate from doing this type of work. No, you know, you don't have to placate Zillow because you're going to be able to generate your own leads this way. So we're going to get more into the weeds about this topic tomorrow. And Julie and I are probably 30% done um, talking about uh, essentially what's going to be happening next in the market. We're going to drill down more on inflation. I know a lot of you have been experiencing rapidly changing housing markets. I'm here to tell you that's pretty much happening everywhere, so don't overly react. But we did read a lot of amazing articles that are going to be, I think, a good, um, uh, essentially a, a great benchmark for us to then project for at least the next six to 12 months what's going to happen next. That mm -hmm. Mike Dupreet article was awesome and yeah. things like that. So guys, listen, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. It is our most sincere pleasure and honor uh, to be in your heads and in your lives every single day. And it's something that really drives us, that motivates us. It is one of the, you know, it's one of the things that we enjoy doing the most every day because we know it has the most impact. Maybe consider doing the same thing in your own world because you'll find the, the again, I'm going to use another internet search, search term, mm -hmm. the long tail benefit of you doing that will be profound. And then you can go from someone who is maybe buying leads or hoping the phone was going to magically rain leads on you or you're going to get a bunch of emailed leads. Now you can start consistently generating content. And over a shorter period of time than you think, you're going to start creating leads from it. So if you're wondering why your social, you know, your, um, you know, smash and grab social is what I like to call it, TikTok and Instagram. If you're wondering why that doesn't really produce any leads for you, it's because it does not have a long enough shelf life. And generally speaking, the content itself doesn't have a high enough value. So a podcast is going to be something that's going to attract a more valuable consumer, a better educated, you know, frankly, a better financially uh, sound uh, potential home buyer or seller for you. And then you can create all the other social content from the actual audio that you did with the podcast, or maybe you videotaped your podcast too, and then it makes your job easier. So we're going to pick up tomorrow where we left off today. Thank you for making this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. You guys have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.